Well, hello there. Hey, hey. Welcome to Let's Try Adulting. On this podcast, we learn, laugh, heal, and don't give a fuck by being unapologetically an adult. On this podcast, there are no stupid questions or judgment. We talk about a variety of adulting. We talk about life, money, sex, spirituality, food, healing ourselves, growth, and of course, all the monsters that live under our adulting beds. Because honestly, are we even doing adulting right? This sounds like the podcast for you. I encourage you to join me, your host, Jakara Davis, right here every week on Wednesdays at noon. And as always, mindset is everything. Let's try fucking adulting. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Try Adulting. So we have a special treat this week, purely unintentional, but we had such a great conversation that it is now a series. So this week on Let's Try Adulting, we are diving into a new series, and I've wanted to talk about this topic for a little while because we are all adults here. We're all big girls and big boys, and we can have a normal adult conversation. And that's why this week we are talking about BDSM. And don't worry guys, but who we're talking to today is a professional dominant. So a little bit about Dax. Sir Dax is a professional BDSM male dominant based in Lincolnshire, UK, and is an expert at introducing newcomers to the exciting world of BDSM. He is patient and approachable, and his willingness to explain everything from the very basics upwards means that he can make the often intimidating world of BDSM accessible to anyone regardless of knowledge or experience. In particular, he specializes in helping those who may have had a bad previous kink experience rediscover the fun of BDSM in a safe, non-judgmental environment. Of course, he's more than capable of being the stereotypical mean dom, if that's more your thing. The options are really endless. Dax offers a range of in-person sessions, including one specifically tailored to beginners, as well as a selection of online DS services and an adult toy store. Ooh! Deviants by Dax. Go get your toys, guys. Like I said, we're all big girls and big boys here. So get comfy, sit back, and relax and enjoy this series. Over the next few days, Tuesday through Saturday, you will have a new episode from this series about BDSM. And good news, he's coming back. So take notes, make sure you go follow Sir Dax, and I hope you enjoy this series over the next few days. So anyway, hello, how are you? Good, how are you? Uh, I'm good, thank you. Been enjoying the uh, very changely, uh, very changeable weather. Yeah, I don't know, like, I know I've talked to you on Twitter a little bit, but I used to live in, in England, um, right outside of Lewisham, so I do not miss your weather. Oh, <laughs> um, Lewisham, yes. Um, I used to um, be involved with the uh, shopping centre in Lewisham. Ah, yeah, and, I don't, uh, yeah. I don't miss your weather. I'm sorry, <laughs> and I'm, I, I, I bet you don't miss the Lewisham either. Not, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for oh, sorry, hi, I'm Jakara. Hello, uh, I I'm. Ahead. You just want to go by? Do you want to go by Sir Dax or just Dax? Dax is fine. You, you yeah. can introduce me as Sir Dax because that's what yeah. it says on my socials. But just mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just Dax is fine. 
Okay. Um, I, I don't use my real name because mm-hmm. in two, re- two reasons. One, in BDSM, everybody uses their made-up names, mm-hmm. um, which uh, always makes me think of that line from um, uh, Infinity War. Uh, <laughs> have you seen infinity War? yes <laughs> so when um when iron man and spider-man and doctor strange meet on the big ring spaceship mm-hmm. um above new york or whatever and um you know they, they rescue doctor strange and he goes up to spider-man he goes um oh hi uh, and spider-man goes um hi i'm peter and doctor strange goes uh, i'm doctor strange and peter mm-hmm. goes oh we're using our made-up names then i'm <laughs> spider-man that always that, that that always makes me uh, <laughs> always think of that. So uh, yeah, first off, we all use, we we use our made up names, and secondly, I you know I have a family and yeah. I am a um, uh, I'm, I'm known in the local area um, mm-hmm. because of my vanilla business. And I mean, as you you've probably seen from me, from my Twitters that uh, I'm I'm all about the education and yes, that's so why on, you're so. the first person that I thought of to ask. If there's you and there's I I don't know her name, but she's also on Twitter. Sub Talk. I want to talk. Oh to her yes, too. yes. She, oh awesome. yeah. She she's one of my go to recommendations. Um, you know when 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 I'm sort of you know I I don't like to sort of promote myself as being a you know I I think that's a little bit tacky. Um, so you know <laughs> when, when when I'm talking about uh where to go for sort of advice information stuff sub talk is my mm-hmm. pretty much my number one go-to um she's not always that active um yeah i see her uh, every once in a while yeah um and you know with, with her it's kind of she's had bad experiences and so she kind of uses that to support others and and mm-hmm. educate and so on but um but yes i you know if, if you can get hold of her i, I think she'd be a, a great person to talk to oh i will but thank you for, for just agreeing because i i know i wanted to talk about it but i'm not like the expert i can cover like the basics but I'm nowhere near anyone that's been in the in the realm of bdsm for more than might <laughs> two three years <laughs> <laughs> but i have been um i say interviewed i i've i'm in a book that's been published um aimed oh, at that's cool kinky um psychiatric type professionals kinky therapists um mm-hmm. so uh, myself and a number of other uh kinksters as we seem to be called um were, were sort of interviewed for this book so um that's out there but no this is this is my first um actual sort of interview that's taken place and okay. hopefully that will translate into a published podcast so um but <laughs> when, when, I, when I when I do my own I basically I so far I just I spend far too long basically writing myself a script and then read it out and try not to sound like I'm reading it out um mm-hmm. so you know this is the first time I've done this so uh yeah basically how, how do you sort of normally do it and and uh, it's, it's just like this like a normal conversation um so there, we do go through the list of questions. Uh, feel free to veer off. Feel free to say, I don't feel comfortable an- answering that question. If I go There'll too be fast, lots of veering off, I think. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I go too fast, please just stop me. Um, it's totally fine. And if th- this is a 45-minute slot, but uh, <laughs> of, I know <laughs> most of the time, if you feel comfortable, I'm okay with it as well. If you want we, to go we, over we it a little bit. We haven't even started 10 minutes. So, uh, yeah, that, that's not <laughs> okay. happening. I hope you've got um, lots of spare hard drive space. 
oh yes i do like i have an external <laughs> ssd like two oh, terabytes yes. yeah oh like, that would I be need nice. space yeah. but just a normal yeah. conversation um cool. very casual yeah no worries um and yeah i mean so, likewise if i if i veer off feel free to pull me back on track um yeah. feel free to ask for more detail on stuff and um yeah it, the one thing that might be interesting to cover is basically um kind of my approach with focusing on newcomers obviously i'm perfectly happy to deal with experienced people as well mm-hmm. um i'm but you know the, re- the reason why i kind of make a thing about newcomers is because of the whole you know there's so much abuse out there and so many people have bad ex- have bad experiences that mm-hmm. i kind of want to help them sort of get over that and, and give everybody a safe sort of thing um that doesn't mean that i only deal with newcomers um so you know so thank you sir dax for coming on let's try adulting i am like really grateful that you're here and i'm, I'm super excited that you said yes this has been like a month in the making <laughs> i've gone over the questions i am so excited so thank you for coming on thank um, you for having me yeah. so if anyone that's listening, he also has a podcast as well. You should go check it out. Just throw in that shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Deviant Spy Dax, the BDSM awareness podcast available on iTunes and everywhere else. Um, I It's only got, I think, three episodes at the moment. So really um, good. But I will be, uh, yeah, I mean, COVID has sort of threw a few spanners in, in the works, but I will be... Um, getting back on that and and uh i've got lots of stuff to, to cover so um there'll be more of those coming out but yes deviant spydax the bdsm awareness podcast <laughs> you have a voice <clears throat> for podcasting too i don't know if i <laughs> <laughs> it's great thank you for not saying i have a face for podcasting that's oh yeah <laughs> that doesn't really come up that that much in, in the podcast <laughs> So Dax is a professional BDSM male dominant, and you work with mostly, um, well, your experiences with newcomers, but you also work with those that are experienced in BDSM. As someone that is a newcomer into BDSM, what exactly is BDSM? So treat me as like a whole new person. I have no idea what you're even talking about. What is BDSM? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I mean, the the easiest way to explain it that will make the most sense most quickly to people is to say um, it's kinky sex. That's also an incredibly <laughs> inaccurate way to to think about it, but it's what people initially think of um, because they they think of Fifty Shades of Grey, mm-hmm. uh, they think of uh, three six five DNI um, or three hundred sixty five days, um, which was a Netflix I think uh, movie that came out last year. Um, but mainly, it's Fifty Shades of rubbish, um, and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, they they basically. Fifty Shades of Grey does not have a great reputation in the BDSM community. Um, it was basically written by a vampire fanfic writer who's clearly never actually done it. Um, but anyway, it's kind of brought it into the mainstream consciousness. Um, so uh, most people think of BDSM as kinky sex. It can involve kinky sex, but it's not just about sex. Um, in fact, BDSM doesn't have to involve sex at all. Mm-hmm. Um, BDSM actually stands for, well, um, there, 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 there's, there's a few words. It's not just four, four words. The B stands for bondage, 
Um, the D stands for discipline um, and also domination. The S stands for submission and also sadism. And the M stands for masochism. So you've kind of got the, you've got B and then you've got DS, SM and M um, all together. And, you know, there are, I have seen sort of a couple of other um, interpretations, but they're, they're the main ones, bondage, mm-hmm. discipline, domination, submission, masochism and sadism. They're kind of the, the, the main things that the BDSM bit stands for. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of people just kind of boil it down to kinky sex, uh, which is can be part of it but you can also you'll notice that there's no actual sort of sex references in the bdsm definition there's bondage is basically uh being restrained um physically or mentally um discipline following rules uh sadism and masochism is the uh, infliction of pain and the experience of pain and domination and submission is the kind of the power exchange of one person having control over another person and that person giving the person their control. So, you know, there's no, none of those are specifically sex related, but sexual activities can often take place within those aspects. Does <laughs> that answer the question or is that maybe yes, more confusing? <laughs> Uh, Well, it answers the question um, for myself, so I hope it answers for everyone else. I would say, I don't want to say just Google it. Don't do that. Just stay listening to the podcast or contact Dax. He's awesome. Thank you. Uh, so, (laughs) So going more into a little bit background of yourself, what are your favorite types of play and how did you get into them? Uh, I love this question. Um, <laughs> uh, I have when, when I get asked this, um, I have three that are sort of my 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 go to my um, sort of the ones that always spring to mind. I, there's lots of things I enjoy, mm-hmm. um, and as someone who who does this kind of professionally, I you know I, I'm lucky that I get to experience a lot of things with a lot of people. So um, you know I'm, I'm not I don't just have the one um partner and i'm kind of stuck with whatever we would enjoy as a, yeah. as, a as a as a couple um i get to sort of do lots of things with some people that maybe other people wouldn't like and so on and so forth um but my my three kind of go-to things are um well the first one is inspection um oh. and this is uh, a very much a um domination type thing so i let me just turn my uh, uh I, w- I will start again let me just turn my um uh, put my phone reminds on silent me that i'm turning my mine on silent too okay uh, okay so my favorite types of play uh i have a sort of standard um go-to answer of three particular things that i enjoy because i do get asked this question a lot um so the, the my, my first favorite thing is inspection um and i do this at the beginning of every scene uh, a scene is basically what we call a bdsm experience for, mm-hmm. for want of a better term um so it's you know a particular booking with a client or um you know a particular sort of period of activity with somebody um so uh, but i always do inspection at the beginning of a scene because it helps get 
the submissive and myself into the relevant headspaces um, because, you know, you, we're often going from sort of everyday life and then we're sort of meeting and we're starting and we need to kind of get into those, the two headspaces of a dominant and submissive. So with inspection, basically that is me inspecting the submissive. So I will have her stand in front of me. Um, I will walk around. I will uh, sort of inspect her hair, her makeup, her clothing. And, you know, I will have her remove the items of clothing um, and then, you know, I'm sort of checking to see, has she ironed her clothes? Are they covered in cat hair? Um, are the straps of her bra straight or twisted? Um, is she personally presented well? You know, uh, is her makeup smudged? Are her nails tidy? Um, all sorts of you know, things like that. And it is basically very much a kind of you are mine mm-hmm. <laughs> i am nice. inspecting my property i am hopefully going to be pleased with what i see if i am there will be rewards if i'm not there will be potentially punishment um but it's a great way to kind of get into that for her to get into that submissive head headspace and for me to get into the dominant headspace um whereas you know half an hour earlier we might have been in costa having a coffee um one thing that will i'm sure will come up later um but um since we're we're here when i sort of talk about doing things like inspection and you know potentially being critical of someone's makeup or whatever Mm -hmm. this is all stuff that we have negotiated beforehand so if the submissive is not into being criticized in any way and many people aren't then that absolutely will not happen um, some people love being held to a very high standard by the dominant and you know they really love putting the effort into making sure that there's nothing that can be picked up on and you know they want to know that they got it right or they want to know that they got it wrong mm-hmm. um, and for many people being punished is a big part of being into BDSM being submissive that's absolutely fine you know for, for them they love that not a problem other people absolutely do not want to be criticized. Maybe they're, you know, they're at work or in their personal life. People are overly critical of them or something. Not a problem. I'm absolutely happy to be very positive and encouraging and so on if if that's what they prefer. You know, all, all these things when we talk about um stuff that we do in a scene, it has already been agreed and negotiated up front. Um, I know what they do like, what they don't like, and I stick within that. And likewise, they know what I like and don't like. And, you know, there's a whole sort of negotiation thing Mm -hmm. um, that happens beforehand. And all of this takes place within those negotiated um, limits. Um, So, yeah, so inspection, um, that's my kind of my number one thing, because it just really helps get both partners into the right headspace. Um, my second go-to favorite activity is fisting. Um, I I (laughs) I would not have guessed this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, I, I big fan of fisting. Um, I basically got into that from just, it was just basically a natural evolution from finger banging. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you sort of, you start off with 
one finger, then uh, you introduce a second finger and you introduce a third. And, you know, I'm sure you can see where this is going. Um, And, you know, just kind of, you know, getting to the point where you've got someone so worked up, so in the zone and just so into it that you can get your whole fist in there. That kind of, there's, there's that feeling of power that as a dominant I really enjoy mm-hmm. um the submissive can really get into it as well um and you know there's g-spot um aspects in there mm-hmm. clear there are orgasms lots of orgasms and potentially some squirting um <laughs> you know and this is all stuff that that some people do enjoy obviously some people don't and that's fine um but you know if if, if somebody if, if I've got a submissive with me that is into fisting or is interested in it, maybe they haven't tried it, then I absolutely love um, doing that. Um, it's also because it, it takes a while. Um, and as with my next, uh, my, my, my third favorite thing, um, it's not something where it's sort of over and done fairly quickly. It's something where I'm going to be down there. I'm going to be working away at the, at the coal face um, for, uh, you know, quite a while so 10 15 minutes half an hour um because you can't rush it and again it's just that kind of there's the the headspace the submissive you know mm. can often get into subspace there which i'm sure we'll come back to um and it's just again that whole there's that power thing and you know i just love playing with pussy so <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, just straight put it out there i love that <laughs> yeah I, I mean, who wouldn't? Um, if you're into pussy, obviously. Um, that was pretty clumsy, wasn't it? <laughs> no, you're totally fine. <laughs> who wouldn't? Well, um, you know, quite a few people. Um, no, yeah, I I just love pussy, playing with pussy. Um, it's fun. Uh, the reactions that um, I can get out of somebody, it's just absolutely yeah, I love it. Um, so, you know, when when people sort of say, "Oh, do you play a musical instrument?" I'm like, "Well, does the vulva count?" Um, that should count because that, that's a <laughs> skill. That's an art form. Yeah. Um, so yes, fisting. So uh, and yeah, then my third go-to is uh, anal play. Um, and again, that's um, something where you can't rush it. You take time. Yes. Um, you cannot and, rush that. <laughs> no, no. Well, well people think you can um and then that's where things go horribly wrong yeah. uh yes um so yes i i, I enjoy animal play um reason for that are there's quite a few really I, I can't sort of i certainly can't think of a specific one but some of the reasons are it's still a little bit taboo um so there is that kind of um uh aspect to it of it's a little bit naughty um but it's a lot more mainstream now than it used to be when um when i sort of first i was gonna say first got into bdsm but sort of when i when i first um started having the sex um anal stuff was you did not talk about that that was oh no um that was dirty um whereas now it's it's not talked about in hushed tones anymore it's um pretty common to talk about 
you know, there are a wide range of butt plugs available and mm-hmm. anal, other anal toys, and there are tails, and people like tails. There are um, tails. A, a tail is basically a butt plug with a tail on the end of it, such, you know, like a fake fur yeah. tail, like, um, you know, a uh, uh, boa, feather boa kind of thing. Um, and they're available in all sorts of styles, foxtail, cat puppy tail kitten tail um even like pikachu tails um no way yeah yeah uh not licensed but but i have seen uh like sellers on etsy selling pikachu tail button lugs Mm -hmm. um but yeah so it's not as taboo as it used to be um but it's still kind of you know one of those you know if, if somebody's had a sort of fairly vanilla sex life then you know uh, anal play butt plugs is probably their kind of first real foray into the Mm -hmm. kinkier side of things um after a bit of like spanking on the bum um but yeah so there's the taboo side which obviously appeals to me um there's also uh opportunities there for a bit of humiliation and degradation um Mm -hmm. which is something that I enjoy when uh, if the part if my partner's into it um and also it's just because like like sort of alluded to earlier um you know some people think anal is really easy and the number of guys that I hear or see talking about anal and they think it's just a case of you can just you know you can be banging away doggy style and then just slip it up the back door no no that no just no that's not how it works um you know you, you're going to do yourself an injury you're definitely going to give her a bad experience mm-hmm. um but because of porn guys tend to have a pretty oh, uneducated view quite often of sex if, if all they've watched is porn if, if that's their kind of learning uh experiences watching porn then no no that's that's not how it works so sort of some of the as- one of the aspects is that i actually sort of really enjoy being able to take somebody who's had a bad experience and there's a lot of people out there sadly that have had a bad anal experience with somebody mm-hmm. who did not know what they were doing um or they've not had an experience at all but they're really nervous about it because they've heard about you know their friends have had a bad experience and they mm-hmm. kind of they want to try it but they're really scared about it so you know taking somebody who's either had a bad experience or is really nervous about it and giving them a bloody good experience if i do say so myself um you know i absolutely you know that that gives me the feeling of a job well done um yes because it is a because it does take time it is a job well done (laughs) you cannot rush it and yeah you know there's it's kind of one of the things where i um i do sort of put a fair bit of work into trying to educate people about it so i've got um a blog post about it um i've written audio and written guides about it so um i do have an only fans but uh you know i've done a video with somebody who'd had sort of a bad experience and you know i videoed sort of doing a uh, an educational how to do anal play for beginners kind of thing mm-hmm. and at the end you know i was like so how was that and she was like that was amazing and I, you know I, I was i was chuffed um 
but yeah, so just that kind of, you know, it, it's one of those things where guys want to do it, but they don't know how to do it properly. And it can really, uh, you know, it can really affect somebody and, and put them off doing things like that. So yeah, I just, if I can give somebody a really good experience, then, you know, that, that gives me a sense of, of pride um, and, and, and satisfaction. Um, so yeah, I, I love anal play and it's not just about the butt plugs as well. It's, you know, there's, there's other things you can do, other things you can put up there and yeah. ways you can uh, have fun with the butt. But, um, yeah, so, so yeah, so my favorite types of play are inspection, fisting and anal. I love, it. I love that you also mentioned after, um, your first one that you took a little segue to say that this is all under consent and we are all being safe. And we have all discussed this before. That is very yeah. important. Yes. Yeah, it's, it cannot be said enough. Um, you know, again, with the whole porn thing, uh, you know, they <laughs> rarely show any form of negotiation or anything. And I can kind of understand it because, you know, that's boring. It doesn't make for, you know, you, you can't have a five-knuckle shuffle to somebody going, so what do you like? what don't mm-hmm. you like um you know that's not hot um but it is so important because yes you know some aspects of bdsm can appear to be sort of quite scary and intimidating and mm-hmm. there's even things like cnc consensual non-consent i love cnc also known as rape play um which you know is a whole world of discussion on its by itself but um you know th- there are sort of things where people like the illusion of something being non-consensual but the reality is it is consensual mm-hmm. um it's been you know the people involved have discussed everything at length yes um they know what they are okay with they know what they're not okay with you know even down to specifics like um you know I, you can uh smack me but not you you, you can spank me with the hand but not a paddle or Mm -hmm. you can use this tool but not this tool or you can cane me on the bum but not on the legs or you know it's it sometimes and and particularly with cnc scenes uh it can be very specific down to okay i will grab you like this I will put my hand here and here. I will move you over to here. You know, it can be really, really detailed. And, um, you know, which kind of, if if, if you're sort of putting that out at the beginning of a porn thing, that's, you know, it's not hot. So porn generally (laughs) doesn't show that. Um, So guys watching porn, um, you know, they think it is just a case of, okay, so you can go in and you can start hitting her and, grabbing her and shoving things in the holes and everything like, no <laughs> no no that's no um particularly with uh so there is uh there is a site called kink.com which is kind of the yeah, yeah. I, i'm familiar the, with this one yeah the go-to bdsm site um but it's a subscription site you, you have to pay a subscription to access the videos on there so quite often people rip the videos from there and post them on your Pornhub or your Triple X video or your um, Hamster, whatever, I can't remember. <laughs> um, you know, any of those billions of other um, sexy tube sites. And obviously they, 
in a lot of the kink.com videos they do have a kind of thing at the beginning where they say so you know do you are you over 18 do you understand why you're here what are your limits and so on and so forth um and of course when they upload them to the 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 porn tube sites they cut that out because they just want to get straight to the banging um so you know and a lot of people obviously don't want to pay the subscription they just go straight to the pirate sites and so again you know they're watching the porn and they're not getting the any of that kind of negotiation stuff um i still kind of uh, i still have the kind of um on sort of kink.com where yes they do kind of have that little scene at the beginning where they talk it over and they go over the limits and stuff i like when they have that yes it's it's good it does set a good impression um i am ever so slightly cynical because at the end of the day i'm thinking they're a professional model they are getting paid for it um you know are they completely uh sort of is it are they being completely honest and Mm. um you know or are they kind of being uh not necessarily coerced but um you know I, I just have it in my mind that they are a professional paid model doing a professional paid video and that's different to to normal people um doing something for funsies oh, i see what you're saying so yeah. i kind of you know um if if you know if if, if they i don't know this for certain and um and i'm not suggesting i'm being very careful because i don't want anybody to get into trouble um but basically i'm just kind of thinking you know if if a model was off you know didn't let's just say if model didn't like doing anal but was offered a large sum of money um to do this scene but only if there was anal activity in it would she genuinely feel empowered to say no and that's kind of like where i'm kind of that's where the whole being a paid model thing comes in because I, I just kind of feel there's that extra level of pressure there that, you know, I maybe could cloud the waters a little bit. You have sparked the idea. I want to talk to someone that's in porn and answer these questions. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can give you a couple of suggestions. That would potentially. Be awesome. um, so, uh, yes, do, do remind me and, okay. um, and I, I will send you their 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 twitter apps their handles or whatever um so yes yeah, so negotiation and so on is yeah it, it's very important and it doesn't get talked about enough um so uh yes that everything that i'll be talking about um is always with the other person's consent i know we're going to talk about consent a bit yeah. later on <laughs> well since we're on consent um con- consent geez can't say the word well, since we're on consent um i think this will be a great time to go ahead and talk about it before we dive a little bit more to like your backstory and then uh, more specific questions uh, okay. if that's okay okay yeah so um there are different types of consent i actually did not know this i thought consent was just consent are there different types of consent um it's one of those things where there can be different interpretations. Um, so sort of, I generally go with enthusiastic, oh, sorry, I, I go with uh, there's consent, there's informed consent, and there's enthusiastic consent. Mm-hmm. And ideally, you want 
enthusiastic informed consent mm-hmm. um is that kind of where you were going with that i well just in general i didn't know there were the different types i didn't know that there were different types of consents if there are if there's not then i would i'm just following the question there the different types of consent and are there different types of consent i guess i should ask that question are there okay. different types of consent <laughs> Well, in in my sort of experience, in my opinion, then there's yeah, just there's inf- there's just sort of basic consent, uh, which is consent, but it's kind of not what you should be aiming for, really. Mm-hmm. There's uh, informed consent, and then there's enthusiastic consent, and ideally, you want to be having enthusiastic informed consent so just basic consent is would you like to do this yeah i guess that's cons- you know that is consent but it's not enthusiastic consent um would, you know if, if i said to somebody would you like to do anal and they go yes that's consent but mm-hmm. it's not what i would call sort of informed fully informed consent because there are a lot of things that anal could encompass so Mm -hmm. you know do they mean penis up the butt do they mean butt plug up the butt do they mean finger up the butt do they Mm -hmm. mean anal beads or do they mean rimming or you know nothing actually going in the butt just stuff around it so you know informed consent would be sort of the whole thing where we do the negotiation and so on and you're sort of actually sort of quite specific about what sort of actions are going to be taking place mm-hmm. um so yeah you know being informed about your what you're consenting to to me is very important because you know there can be uh big gaps in uh understanding or interpretation between mm-hmm. two people um and then enthusiastic consent is the difference between can I stick this up your butt? <sighs> yeah, I guess. Versus can I stick this up your butt? Oh yes. You know, that's... <laughs> yes, that's a difference. <laughs> oh yes, you get give now. Get, <laughs> right now, get it up there. You know, that kind of thing. That's that's enthusiastic. So ideally, what you want is enthusiastic, informed consent. That way everybody knows what's going on and you know they want to do it. Mm-hmm. um you know f- for me the kind of yeah i guess kind of consent yes it's consent but that doesn't make me feel confidence that they're going to enjoy it that they want to do it yeah. um now having said that for some people um enthusiastic informed consent might not be what they want so you know there are people that there, 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 there are no rules there are no rights or wrongs there's no one true way to do BDSM. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, you know, me saying I like enthusiastic informed consent, um, that's sort of what I like. But for some people, they kind of they like that feeling of helplessness. So it may be that somebody kind of they like giving themselves over to the dominant and seeing what the dominant's going to do with them and, and seeing sort of what they can handle. So, you know, somebody might kind of be, well, yeah, okay, we can do caning. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know how it's going to be, but okay. You know, that's 
not enthusiastic but to them that's kind of that that challenge that that uncertainty is part of the appeal for them for for Mm -hmm. them for that person um so you know yes there are sort of different types of consent but it doesn't mean that there is one absolute true correct way to do consent gotcha my form of consent is we're going to talk about it we're going to have open communication <laughs> and yes. then we're going to decide one by one like yes or no are you okay with this and then still talk about it while that mm-hmm. thing is is happening i want to make sure that you're okay too and i would appreciate you make sure that i'm okay while we're doing yeah. the thing yes yeah and that's probably also where ooh, did we have safe words oh no that was my next question okay cool um <laughs> Yeah, good. Um, so yes, that's and, and that's kind of where safe words come into it as well. Okay, so um, oh, small follow up with consent. Um, so both partners should they or should they not have consent? Should one just have consent and the other one's just like, uh, okay, that's fine, or should they both? Again, it's going to depend on what's right for them. Um, I think a good starting point is to say that both partners should feel fully empowered to consent and so on mm-hmm. but if one partner particularly wants to and, and you know you, usually it's a submissive particularly wants to give over complete control to the dominant and they're happy with that and you know they are consenting to that then for them that may be the right thing to do okay. but I, I i would say that as a default you should sort of go for both partners having full consent and fully consented to it's going to happen mm-hmm. and then you can sort of go from there and negotiate on from there but both partners should be uh happy with what's going on yes be safe guys please <laughs> well now <laughs> or these safe words for when you are safe or even um even if you the... can't say a safe word if you have a safe gesture signal, or signal gesture, yeah. okay uh can you pop a quick note down to also mention something about um oh damn it it just went uh it wasn't the safe words it was um isn't safe words that isn't on the list of questions and is quite important i can't remember what it was okay? <laughs> i just had it um uh what were you saying again um okay so if you can't say a safe word and like you're tied up for something and mm-hmm. you are doing your safe gesture gesture yeah uh, what were you saying before that um is it okay for do both parties need consent or is it one just you need consent and one you're like uh, it's kind of okay i think i'm okay and safe with that uh it might have been um that uh oh yes uh ssc rack and prick i do not know what that is Aha, yes um it's not on your questions um so basically um it's definitely worth talking about uh when you were talking when you mentioned about being safe uh mm-hmm. the reason why i went ah well um safe means different things to different people <laughs> um 
so the, the, and th- these are a great way to kind of find out what somebody knows about BDSM if you're um, sort of talking to somebody, a, a potential new partner, whatever. Um, so there are three acronyms that often come up when we talk about safety and also sort of um, ethics and responsibility and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. There's SSC, there's RAC, and there's also PRIC. Um, and I'm just waiting for everybody to stop sniggering in the background. Um, SSC stands for safe, sane and consensual. Um, and you often see uh, people saying I adhere to SSC principles or I'm SSC and so on. Um, safe, sane and consensual is basically a term used to describe somebody who enjoys BDSM in a safe sane and consensual manner um which basically means you know they're not going to be into uh they're probably not going to be into anything that's sort of that many people would consider unsafe such as cutting or needles Mm. or choking things like that sane means they're going to be doing things which are sane so again many people would consider things like choking to not be terribly sane because you know that's (laughs) that can lead to death um and then obviously consensual means that they are respectful of consent now um the thing with ssc is that what is safe and sane to one person might be really dull and boring to somebody else Mm -hmm. so you know at the end of the day pretty much anything we do in bdsm is not really safe um so something like choking or waterboarding they're pretty obviously not safe, um, despite the fact that choking is something you often see in porn and in, you know, uh, erotic stories and so on. You know, people, mm-hmm. you know, there's always all, oh, you know, she felt his hand around her throat and melted and, you know, nonsense like that. Um, so, you know, choking is one of those things which, you know, seems sort of fairly popular um, when you look at porn and so on. But Choking is basically cutting off uh, blood supply to the brain. Or mm-hmm. if you do it wrongly, or sorry, correction, not, not if you do it wrongly, if you do it, there's also breath play aspects. Um, so either of which, cutting off air supply, cutting off blood supply, that, no, that's not safe. That is not safe. But it's what a lot of people do, and it's what a lot of people enjoy. Mm-hmm. However, it is arguably not safe so some people sort of basically said okay ssc safe sane and consensual fair enough but i like doing i like being choked uh so you know what's safe? i i consider it safe because i know how to do it i am my partner knows how to do it mm-hmm. um we accept the risk so you know th- to us it's safe but to other people it's not safe so then it sort of basically became apparent that SSC wasn't a kind of catch-all phrase. Um, what is safe for one person, what is sane for one person might not be for somebody else. So then um, there was the acronym RAC, uh, Risk Aware Consensual Kink. So RAC is kind of like the next step on from SSC where it's like, okay, choking can be risky. We accept that risk. I accept that risk. Um, that's fine. I'm happy to do that. I know it's not necessarily safe or whatever, but it's a risk I'm happy to take because I love being choked. Um, 
and you know for, for for some people that is far more appropriate than saying that they're into stuff which is safe and sane um they're basically saying yep it's risky but we know it's risky mm-hmm. um and again it's consensual and then they just slapped a k on the end because rack without a k was just sitting <laughs> so, you know rack makes much more sense and looks way cooler than ssc yeah. and then um I, I i'm kind of paraphrasing here i have no idea about timelines or anything i'm i'm, I'm not a bdsm historian um but somewhere along the line some people basically went hmm but uh yes okay it's risk aware and it's consensual but you know that doesn't really that doesn't really go far enough so they came up with prick which is a pretty forced um acronym um and reminds me of the opening episode of agents of shield where um somebody says so um we are agents of shield do you know what shield stands for uh, do you know what shield means and somebody says well i it tells me that somebody really wanted our acronym to be shield um so clearly somebody really <laughs> wanted a, an, an acronym to be prick because you know schoolboy humor never dies yes <laughs> um and prick stands for personal responsibility in lowercase i consensual kink so you've got the CK consensual kink from Rack. So, so the PR personal responsibility basically means that yes, it's risky or whatever, but you are taking responsibility for what you get involved in. Mm-hmm. So risk aware consensual kink and SSC, they don't really address kind of the responsibility side of things. And um, you know, sometimes the kind of realms of responsibility and who's responsible for what can get quite murky um so prick basically just kind of helps people make crystal clear that they are taking personal responsibility for their actions their you know they know what they're doing uh they are happy that they're doing what they're doing and you know that's their way of expressing it so Mm. ssc rack and prick are basically always are saying that that person has some form of um uh, awareness about what it is they're doing and Mm -hmm. it's kind of it's become a way to uh kind of express to others in the community sort of what sort of play that you like to get involved in um it's not for everybody some people you know don't say that they adhere to any one of those acronyms and that's absolutely fine uh other people really sort of wear it as a badge of pride that they are ssc or they are rack or they are prick and you know they sort of make that quite clear again as with everything there is no one way there is no right way mm-hmm. um you know there is no only way um but yeah those are those are three acronyms basically around safety and consent and responsibility that you will often see risk uh, sorry ssc rack and prick i when you were explaining i've heard of rack but like when you were going through the acronyms but i didn't know it was actually like an acronym <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> well it's, it's it's one of those things where i again i'm kind of i can't help but think somebody did you know or, or you know a group of people kind of like wanted to push it as rack because you know, rack is a 
can be a bit of a kinky activity um yeah. you know it's, it's kind of got the medieval connotations to it some people are into like torture stuff and um hopefully but again schoolboy humor um i'm sure the other connotation of rack um probably factored <laughs> yeah. into it somewhere let's face it if, if prick did then yeah rack probably did as well yeah. but anyway i too it just tickles <laughs> my soul mm-hmm um okay do you want to go back into the more um i think this episode is probably going to be split into two if that's okay (laughs) it will just come out back uh back to back like the fourth and the fifth of august fair enough it's entirely up to you okay (laughs) you're gonna Um, regret getting me on there aren't you (laughs) (laughs) i got you um so season two it was going to be a bunch of different topics season two is dax he does not shut up you're totally <laughs> it's very informative and that's what i really wanted um Good. because i really didn't know like who else to really ask besides me like being honest i've stalked you for a little while <laughs> oh. and i followed you on twitter <laughs> but um there's like i had noticed you haven't noticed <laughs> your, your, your your pfp is um kind of memorable <laughs> thanks um but can we move back into a little bit like your personal um so what is your I'm going to put this all into one question um what Mm -hmm. are your personal philosophies on BDSM and where do you think the whole scene is going okay um let's see so yeah this this is an interesting question I wasn't entirely sure kind of how to uh approach it so I'm just basically going to my, my my whole attitude and approach to BDSM is that I think it should be enjoyable by everyone. Yes. <laughs> um, now, what that what form that takes is going to be different for different people. Yes. Um, so for some people, it's going to be happy fun times with lots of orgasms and cuddles and ice cream and pets and for other people it's going to be what many would consider abject misery of being tortured and tied up and whipped Mm -hmm. and all sorts of stuff but you know i whatever form it takes that that's what that particular person enjoys um and you know and and i want my my approach is that i want to help people enjoy bdsm Mm -hmm. as opposed to what we get a lot of which is people being either being misinformed about BDSM or people just being straight up abusive. Yes. Um, And this kind of, you know, this, this, this feeds into the whole thing of why I do what I do. Um, So yeah, basically there are, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Um, Again, hello, 50 shades of gray. Um, (laughs) I mean, you know, I, 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 I've seen a couple of the movies. Um, I tried reading the books, but the writing was just so awful. I could not make it through. I'm glad I'm not the only person that said oh, that. Oh, it was the writing, so bad. I so bad. So I wanted bad. to read it and was like, you know, I can't. Yeah, it just really, I, 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 I can get through a book with like a bad story or something. But, um, you know, when the writing is bad, I mean, people give uh, Dan Brown a lot of flack for his awful writing um but at least you can read his books and you know there there is some enjoyment there even if things are a bit silly but 
But yeah, oh my goodness, E.L. James, whatever her name is, uh, her real name. Um, the writing is just so bad, I could not make it through. Um, so I watched the movies and the first one, okay, there's rape in there, basically. Um, you know, there, there's this whole stuff about contracts, which, oh dear God. Um, but, you know, basically the, the movie is pretty much a, it's, it's almost a legal drama. There's some amount that go on about contracts, but, you know, he... Christian Grey makes this big thing about um, how he won't touch her until she's signed the contract. And then he turns up at the blue and fucks her. And that, I'm yeah. sorry, she hadn't signed the contract. There was no, he didn't ask if that was okay. He just shoved it right up there. And <laughs> that's rape. That was rape, plain and simple. And that is not BDSM. So there is a lot of misinformation out there, um, whether it's things like that, um to a certain extent i mean yeah 365 dni on netflix that was also i have to look at that one it's um basically a uh kind of mafia type dude um gaslights a woman into and kidnaps her and pretty much forces her to um sleep with him um and again, there's no consent there. It's abusive. It's he uh, manipulates her, and yeah, that's not BDSM either. Um, but again, it's you know fantasy, and it's I mean, th- these movies aren't exactly porn, but they're still fantasy. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between fantasy and reality. And a lot of people don't get that from seeing all this stuff in the media. Um, so there is a lot of misinformation out there. Um, particularly now that the internet is so uh, sort of prevalent in all our lives, we get a lot of our information from the internet and, you know, people are on the social media and there's just uh, so much stuff out there. And it is very common for people. And in my experience, I would say mostly men, um, not a hundred percent, but from what I've seen and from my experience, it's mostly men seeing bdsm as basically legal a legal way to abuse somebody uh which it isn't um so you know there is just so much of this stuff out there so many people use bdsm as a guise for abuse um that you know i it really annoys me and bdsm like i said i my approach is that it should be enjoyable by everybody Mm -hmm. um so i uh want to help people understand how to go about it I'm going to say safely, but obviously different people have different interpretations of safe. But, you know, I I want people to understand what BDSM is and to a certain extent, more importantly, what it is not. Mm -hmm. um, So that people don't accidentally become abusive. um, And also so that people who are being abused can hopefully recognize it and realize what's going on and you know take appropriate steps um so that's kind of why i make such a big push on education and informing and so on as well as just basically a kinky bastard um (laughs) so you know i a a lot of doms out there um do kind of focus on the "Mm, i'm a big bad dom i've got my suit and tie and i will make you kneel for me baby girl um you know and a lot of people that (laughs) is what they want you do the perfect impression of a twitter dom (laughs) um you know yes 
I, I am the alpha male. You will bow to me. Quick segue. Quick side, no, quick side right. note. Quick <laughs> side note. There is no such thing as an alpha wolf. The alpha mm-hmm. wolf is the baby daddy. Okay, the the guy that did the study that everybody quotes as you know defining what the alpha wolf was, the 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 alpha leader, the pack leader. He then went back a few years later and kind of revisited his study and realized that actually the wolves that he thought were the alpha males, they were the dads. They were they were the daddies and the pack was their family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not that this big bad wolf came in and took over. No, no, no. He he knocked up Mrs. Wolf and <laughs> the pack is Mrs. Wolf and all the baby wolfies. And he's basically, he's basically soccer dad. That, that's, that's what the alpha wolf is. He's soccer dad. <laughs> so, you know, it really makes, oh dear, all these guys are going about how I am an alpha male. And so I was like, yeah, okay. So you take your kids to soccer. Good. Well done. I totally support that. That is good to see good <laughs> family values. Yes. But it doesn't mean you are so badass. It really doesn't. Anyway. Um, so yes, <laughs> for a lot of people, the whole, um, you know, you know, I'm big alpha male and, you know, I will exert my power and so on. Yeah. For a lot of people, that is what they want. And that is absolutely fine for them. Um, but for a lot of other people, that is not what they're into. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of, I can do the whole, yeah, you know, um, I can do the whole sort of big scary well not that big on five seven but um you know i can do the whole sort of big scary dom thing and you know make someone quake um but i'm just as happy taking somebody who's who kind of they know they want to get into kink a little bit and you know they know they like having their butt slapped a bit and Mm -hmm. they you know sometimes when they're having a, a a little wank at night they slip a finger a little bit lower and rub their butt and they like that and you know that's i you know i like sort of helping them kind of explore that and um experience a bit more about that and find out what else is out there and you know when when i get a client that has had very little or indeed no experience at all and you know i'm helping them discover that actually you know what clamping your nipples that's fun and they're like oh my god i did not know that's a thing that is a thing you know and then and then they you know we try it and they're like oh my god that's amazing you know that kind of that really that does it for me so um you know i it's just that a lot of doms tend to focus on the whole big bad scary suited and booted dominant who will make you quake um you know that's that's kind of the standard there seem to be hardly any doms that make themselves approachable and you know they they kind of all want to put out that kind of scary um i'm broody and mean kind of thing and Mm. yes again that's fine for a lot of people but for other people they want somebody they can talk to they want somebody they can feel safe with daddy doms are the thing um Mm. and you know the whole sort of suited thing that's just a complete fiction as well um so you know i i i want to make sure that people can be informed and that people can uh, learn in a you know a safe and non-judgmental environment and that's kind of what i strive to provide 
obviously, if somebody just wants me to shove things up their butt and spank them till they cry, that's fine by me as well. All right, my adult listener. I don't even know what to actually call you as a community. If you have suggestions, DM me on Instagram at letstry.adulting. Right now, you're just adulters. That's what I refer to as my audience. They are the adulters. But I hope you have enjoyed this episode with Sir Dax. Make sure that you check out all five episodes that come out this week on Let's Try Adulting. If you have a question about BDSM and you don't know who else to turn to, I promise Dax, when you find him, is very informative. He's very friendly and he's very approachable. But thank you, Dax, for coming on this episode of Let's Try Adulting. I've tremendously enjoyed this series and I can't wait until you come back on Let's Try Adulting in just a few months. So make sure that you stay connected and go follow Dax. All of his links and information are down in the show notes. So Dax has also kindly given us a discount code to his store, deviancebydax.com, and the code is ADULTINGPODCAST. It is also down in the show notes so that you can just copy and paste it. All right, my friends, have a super fantastic day. And as always, mindset is everything. See you in the next episode.